Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 322, Episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, January Friday. 26th. 2024. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happy Friday. Yeah. Happy Wary. Happy Wary, Jang. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what that is. It's National Big Wig Day because it's the last Friday in January. I think you just put on that big wig and just wig out, y'all. It's National Green Juice Day, National Spouses Day, National Peanut Brittle Day, and guess what? My National spouse. Fun at Work Day. <laughs> also the last Friday in June or January, whatever. Fun at work day, Jesus. A, peanut a day, day that we've all, that all the worst people at the office have been waiting for. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what they do? Apparently, they did. They said the best Jump ways on to the celebrate. Table and pretend to surf. This is some HR ass shit. They did a poll of people of like how to celebrate the day, and they said, "Oh, what's like what's the way you celebrate National Fun Work Fun at Work Day for you?" Sixteen percent said beanbag toss competitions. 18 or 22 percent potluck lunch cookoff and then 44 percent the big the runaway one was crazy dress up hey (laughs) come on now little flair yeah i truly i mean the beanbag toss one is so grim that's so bad it's so bad (laughs) i I truly hate workplace cheer like i understand like you want to make things better in the workplace fucking yeah. four-day work week. Yeah, that's go it. Go home early. Just go go be with your family and friends. Don't, yeah. 
Everybody gather in the break room for the beanbag toss. Just <laughs> oh my God. Get there and there's just like middle managers. There's just, one fucking beanbag again. We want to remind you that <laughs> they only have bag. one fucking, there's fucking 58 Wait of us your in your turn. Here. Waiting can be fun too. Yeah, please don't speak until you get the beanbag. And uh, I would like to go first and just say that, you know, here we're a family and, Thank you, you know, we don't need any outside um, unions. Uh, coming between us. Right. Thank because you. we understand because each other. Then we don't have open communication, you know? And I always felt like this beanbag really represented, you know, our shared heart. <laughs> if <laughs> you unionize, management will not be able to afford beanbags and have <laughs> mm-hmm. fun days like fun at work. Day. And imagine if we didn't have this day where, where you know. And also, I'm sorry, but uh, Francesco, I, we said the kafia didn't count for fun dress day. It's just a little too. <laughs> behind. Do have Free Palestine, bitch. <laughs> Oh no! Okay. Well, oh um, dear! She's done it. My name. Well, is... now it's not a safe space. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can keep going. This is just the whole episode. Is us <laughs> acting such this out? Fun at work day. Passive aggressive so fun at work day. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka He dashed by me in painted on jeans, <laughs> and all heads turned because it looked like he peed. <laughs> In the blink of an eye, I knew those plumpers and his name. He said there's some water ice he wanted to tame. Ocean City King. <laughs> that is courtesy of Macaroni. That we're sharing the same pee. <laughs> <laughs> and our dicks, uh, they pee as one. <laughs> no urine on the run. Billy, that is Billy. the full liquoroni, lacaroni on the Discord. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, aka. Oh, Dreamweaver. DJ Khaled is driving way too fast. <laughs> Oh, Dreamweeder, me and Shane Gillis on the same podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Shawnee yes. Pawnee. Come there on, Shawnee Pawnee, I seize you. You hit me with the Dreams Fleetwood Mac, a.k.a. I said, I need Dreamweaver. You came through with that one. Bang. Bless you. Thank you. And you listen to the updates. I had the weird Shane Gillis dream. It's all just, it's all happening. Miles' rich dream life. Oh. <sighs> We're all living and dying with it. Yeah, truly. How are they still coming? They're still they're the starting to wobble. Still I'm not weaving his, Real they're oh, yeah. wobbling. They're wobbling. Yeah. I'm doing Were the you... thing now where I'm like trying to document, like immediately, like when I wake up, like, wait, what was that? What was I doing? What was I doing? What was the vibe? What was the vibe? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's coming and going right now, and that probably has to do with the the weed being smoked a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but hey, and also once you get used to them, you know they're not as memorable. I think that is probably the other part, too, because I went from zero dreams to just fucking Dreamweaver. And now, like, I think I'm I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking them for granted. I'm I'm trying to that's that's for myself to do some work, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. DJ Khaled. We're all dreaming. I I feel like we are all having dreams where DJ Khaled's driving way too fast on the highway. Yeah. And he's being way too casual about it. That's right. Because we all are metaphorically being driven around by. DJ, DJ Khaled, Khaled, yeah, through mm-hmm. our lives, that uh, is. from moment to moment. That's right? definitely like a high, like me, like really, really high in the backseat of DJ Khaled's like car, just like 
fuck, I need to get out right now. Yeah, like, I, this, I feel, I'm going to die. I feel right so now. unsafe. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, it's all good, bro. Watch this. And you just like <laughs> hitting fucking the turns are way too aggressive. Anyway, that yeah, dream like, is what over. What does it mean when, you know, because you're in the backseat of a car and there's no one driving. That's sort of about loss of control or feeling right. stressed. And I have those dreams a lot. But like you look in the front seat and DJ Khaled's driving. <laughs> I don't know what to DJ yeah. Khaled. Is, yeah, yeah, that means a whole nother level. That's like. Is it, yeah. Have I reached a level where he is like serving me and somehow I have to examine how DJ Khaled is no longer serving me in some sense? I don't know. It's like I said, I think this is for me to figure the, out. Uncon- the unconscious part of the world of your mind telling you that you should write him in for president. Okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Because <laughs> I've already had a great experience with him in control of something already. <laughs> I want to extend that now to the entire government. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I see that. Francesca, do you have the recurring nightmare where you're out of where there's no one driving? You're in a car yeah. and no one's driving. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that was like back. my that was my growing up. It was like I never the had first that dream that I had over and over. You my never mom, had that one? Because my mom would always like leave me in the car, went to like run in to do an errand or something. And like oh, no. yeah. I would have the dream where like the car takes off. And you I'm know like, what's wild? Whoa. Nobody did that in my family because my grandmother tried to do that once. And I put she had the car running and I figured out how to move the shifter. And I put that <laughs> shit into, into neutral and we started yeah. cruising. And she almost, yeah. And then they're like, no, like, this motherfucker can't be in the car anymore. <laughs> the lesson wasn't just turn off the engine. Right. It was um, like, yeah, no, he's figuring it out. Because it was a pretty young age that I was like, oh, step on that thing to move the other one. Yeah. Like, I was like three or four. I was like four. It was bad. Anyway. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined yes. in our third seat by a brilliant comedian, writer, yes. journalist, activist. Yes. You know, from places like Al Jazeera, MSNBC, yes. The Young yes. Turks. Yes. And from the great podcast, The Bituation Room, yeah, yeah. Uh, which has a live show yes. coming up. In two days. Sunday, January 28th, 7 p.m., co-starring one Miles Gray. Indeed. I'm so excited. And it's sold out. Sold out. Thank you. If you you get there an hour before the show, there are tickets released the night of, so you haven't missed it completely. You know, it's a perfect little, like, schedule to go there. Schedule? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, go there, get your tickets, go have dinner, and then come back. Yeah, there you I've go. Got so one hour dinner. Yeah. you don't have to get there that early, but but like yeah, an hour before the tickets will be released, you can see Miles Gray in the flesh. You can, yep. you know, stalk him IRL, and thank you. It'll be great. And I'm us. so excited. Yeah. And that fun. is what yeah we're we're suggesting you stalk him IRL. That's that's you know I feel like yeah. I'm giving y'all enough of my personal life on a daily basis. We can just probably yeah. leave the stalking alone. But hey, y'all yeah, got, y'all got plenty. <laughs> yeah, it's Francesca Fiorentina. <laughs> A.K.A. Hey, hey Francesca. Nice chest there you got there, Francesca. That was literally <laughs> something that a a dude on the street in what? downtown New York what said he would said about me after he was like, I'm going to freestyle off your name. Wow. <laughs> How do you learn your name? Hey, Francesca. Nice chest you got there, Cheska. Okay. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yep, 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 yep. All right. Anything else? No, I just do two bars. That's it. Two <laughs> that's bars it. of that's rhyme. That's what I got. I don't think he'd ever been right? hit with Francesca before. Yeah. And that's how you met Matt. Uh, yeah. Matt Lee. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. That's, We've yeah. been in love ever since. The rest is history. <laughs> wow. Uh, how are you doing, Francesca? I'm okay. I'm I'm t- a little tired because I had mm. late, late night pasta and it kept me up. If 
if anyone can relate, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry that I I was acting so insensitive to this, but is it just that merely the act of digestion at too late a point in the day completely disrupts your sleep? That's the deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit of if you remember from the A Christmas Carol. Yes. Ebenezer, when Marley first appears. (laughs) He's like, yes. it could be that you're an undigested piece of meat, you know, <laughs> bah, 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 yeah. like, like, like that moment. You're like, oh, shit, like an undigested piece of meat is like keeps you up or you're having weird dreams and whatnot. Yeah. Turns into a ghost. I mean, that's just science. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I was visited by three ghosts and I emerged the same bitch as yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. I definitely <laughs> sleep much better if I don't eat right before I go to bed. Yeah. Like, same thing with alcohol. A couple like, hours. Yeah. I sleep so good with a full belly. <laughs> You're like a, yeah. It's very uh, sumo wrestlers. You know, they... I know. They, exactly. Yo, I'm so jealous of their life. They just get up and eat like a like a donburi, just like tons of like whatever yeah. meat or over like a thing, ma- massive thing of rice. It's called go- chankonabe. That's what they eat is like that big... They eat a big ass communal bowl of just calories. Like, and then non-stop. go night night. Yeah. Got to. Got to. Just because they can't expend the calories. Yeah. 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 If they have a day where like, like a day like I have on a regular basis where I'm feeling like pretty late, what most people would describe as pretty lazy. They're like, oh my God, I'm falling behind. I need to be like (laughs) in a fucking coma today to catch up for on all the energy I expended yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a life. Holy shit. Good life. Yeah. All right, Francesca, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're going to check in with the good people at Exxon mm-hmm. to see how they're dealing with just the the slightest, the whisperiest hint of climate accountability inside their... Full shit your pants mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Israel has quietly admitted that Gaza, the Gaza health ministry numbers are accurate... Mm. Wait a second. That's not. But I was told, even from President Joe Byron, that he doesn't uh, believe those numbers. What happened? We're going to check with Nancy Mace. We'll also look at some of the stories that didn't happen this week, uh, but that you might have heard did, or at least some people on the internet are saying did, such as some pictures of Tom Hanks wearing various political slogans. Disease X. (laughs) Disease X is the big one. That's the one that even I saw. And I keep my eyes closed for most of the day, as as mentioned. Yeah. All of that, plenty more. But first, Francesca, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Okay, so I was listening to this podcast, Radio Ambulante, which is in Spanish. It's like an NPR uh, storytelling podcast. It's really good. And they're doing a series on Nayib Bukele, who's the president of El Salvador. And I didn't know this, but Bukele is of Palestinian descent. Like his family is... Palestinian. He's part of like, yeah, an Arab Salvadoran population. But and I was like, oh, shit, you know, could be an incredible moment for a Palestinian or a president of Palestinian origin to say fucking something in this moment. Googled it to just make sure, like, obviously, this podcast was doing their research. I was like, oh, I had no idea. And of course, what he said in this, you know, time of genocide is uh, anyone who stands with the Palestinians is a terrorist. Oh, so not only is this dude, you know, trying to run an entire country off crypto, not only is he uh, routinely just imprisoning and massively sweeping up any man, you know, between the ages of man or boy between the ages of like, you know, 16 and 50 and imprisoning them preemptively, calling them all gangsters. But then he's also like has no 
any kind of, uh, you know, solidarity with his own people, which is actually pretty surprising given, I think, like Palestinians in the diaspora are generally like will speak out in favor of yeah. their people because uh, their parents were one, the ones who were like displaced uh, in the Nakba because nobody or their else will. Yeah. No, and because nobody else will. So it's just very interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, because he's a right winger. So, of right, course, he's right. going to throw his people under the bus because he's a right winger. He's like, yeah, yeah, that cancels out. He's like, I have no identity except the right wing. Yeah, except so, many. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's what I was looking at. Damn. What is uh, what's something you think is overrated? Award shows. Oh, oh come on. Come on. <laughs> we love on. them here. We think oh, they should be you getting, breathlessly. You are getting robbed, Francesca. Just robbed. I can't believe it. I just... Let's just call it what it is. Let's just do a fashion show. Let's just have a camera in the Vanity Fair party and watch, you know, like. <laughs> right. Like Big Brother what, style. Yeah. Watch Margot Robbie, like, be cute and off the cuff. Like, watch Ryan Gosling, like, loosen his tie a little bit. Like, I just, that's all we want to see is pretty people doing, like, doing fun things. Everything is, I just hate award season and award shows. And I guess I may be a little bit salty because no one's using their platform to say fuck all about, you know, genocide. Even folks who I know are down, I know are cool, are still shook as hell. Yeah. I'm just tired. There's so many. And I like want to be the person who's like, yeah, I'll come over to your house and we'll watch this shit I don't give a shit about. Yeah, and right. I, it doesn't mean I don't value acting, writing, directing, all that stuff. But like ugh, the awards, the awards show, it's it's such a it's so obvious. And at the and off the back of the, you know, the strikes, the SAG and WGA strike it's such a like participation trophy like let's it's the equivalent of corporate fun day in hollywood it's we're gonna <laughs> right. give you little prizes and a party so you forget about all that other even shit. though we're gonna like <laughs> s like routinely underpay you and no one's actually gonna talk about how much they made because you got like half of what he got you know right. like anyway yeah i mean i was really heartened by that hillary clinton tweet <laughs> it gave me strength to get through the news that, cycle. The way, my goodness, the way she's able to center herself despite I everything. Get it. Was, it's next I get it. As much as anyone get it. Yeah. Okay. You want it the you want it the box office or ballot box. It's like Jesus, please. Yeah. Please, no, please, that please, was please, awful. Please. Also, she stays being. So cringe. Like, I have to hand it to her. Like, no, like, to be so consistently cringe is not easy. No. So, That's an art form. It, it is. is. Yeah. She should win a best original something for her yeah. ability to constantly remain in character at the le most unexpected of times and just find a way to insinuate her very specific brand of cringe in. Mm -hmm. That was up there. I mean, one of my favorites was hot sauce in my bag. That was like <laughs> so try hard. Yeah, I was like yo. So we should say she knows, so she, she knows a moment. You know. So we we should say specifically what happened. She tweeted at Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie and was like, "Girls, I get it. I while it can like, sting to win the box office, but not take home the gold. Your millions of fans love you." You're both so much more than Kenuff. Hashtag Hillary Barbie, uh, which now. isn't a thing. It wouldn't be Hillary Barbie, you idiot. It'd be like <laughs> pantsuit Barbie or political Barbie or, you know, um, robot Barbie or warmonger Barbie or, you know, centrist <laughs> Barbie or right. fucking never going to be president Barbie. Like, that's what who, you know, regime right. change Barbie. 
Right, right, right. Oof, oof. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. I mean, no, she's it. It, it caused uh, it got the reaction. I think she wanted. You know, I think it did. <laughs> the response. You are enough. Like, more than enough, Jack. More, more than enough. Yeah. It's just this like is the, so much. I mean, let, okay, just just like two cents on this. I saw mm-hmm. the movie. I love the movie. I am. I was wondering. I wonder if there's like regime change warmongers in this all female, you know, uh, Congress and whatnot. There probably are. I guess. Sure. But my guess is not. Like I think under the matriarchy, we'd have a lot less war. I truly believe that. But I did walk away going, you know, who really crushed this? Guys, on popular opinion, fucking Ryan Gosling. He crushed. That was my takeaway too. He crushed. It's not only that he was, and and look, Greta should have been a, a nominated. For best director, Greta Gerwig was yeah. totally snubbed. That was a snub. Margot yes. Robbie was good. I'm not sure Same. it was at best actress level, but Ryan Gosling was like hilarious, also yeah. like sad, weak, but angry, but like machismo. And then he fucking danced and sang. I don't know yeah. what more <laughs> we want. Like he truly deserved to be nominated best actor. Like you came away with it and we were like, yeah, he was the best. He truly was mm-hmm. the standout performer of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. More on that later. But what does Hillary Clinton think? Yeah. That is the question <laughs> that was on everybody's mind. Thank you, Queen, for filling us in. I, I 100% agree with that. I think Greta Gerwig was, was a snub, but Ryan Gosling was the performance that yeah. I walked away from being like that. I mean, he Damn. probably won't win Best Supporting Actor, but like, I think he should. Like, he won't because it's like too funny and the Oscars are like, that's not serious. But he, that shit was hilarious. But hey, at the end of the day, it won't even matter. At the end of the day, fuck award shows. At the end of the day, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Francesca, what's something you think is underrated though? Okay, so I have to correct something that I said last time, which was underrated not sleeping with your cat or your husband in bed. And uh, I realize I've, uh, you know, it caused some pangs of panic. Nobody knew how to respond. Uh, put everyone on blast that, yes, sometimes, you know, we have to sleep in different beds so everyone gets a good night's sleep, even though yeah. I had a terrible night's sleep last night. So yeah, underrated is my loving, wonderful husband, the father of my daughter, Matt <laughs> Lieb, who is great, great, who even though we sleep in different beds, we have a very robust, we have we have a perfect sex life, to quote Alan Dershowitz. And, uh, <laughs> and that is who you want to be quoting when you're talking you wanna, about your sex no, life. No, no, but, but, but just to say, look, it doesn't mean that you're going to get a divorce. It doesn't mean you don't love each other. Everyone should feel secure out there. Don't you hear the security in my voice? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, just Why is Matt crying in the background, though? Yeah, yeah. What's he doing back uh, yeah, Miles uh, and Jack were very, uh, they, they, uh, you guys are both awkward when I said we were like not sleeping in the same bed. You guys were both like, mm, mm. I did. but I'm here to say, said, mm-hmm. I'm here to say that it's okay and that I love him no matter what. And <laughs> one day we're going to get mm. one of those king beds that are like actually know. separate. King shit. Yeah. I don't know, Jack. This sounds like damage control to me, fam. (laughs) It 100% is. We did cut out all the times I just kept saying, mmm, trouble in paradise? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, no, this is 100% damage control, uh, and it's directed at only Matt Lieb, so. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I need, uh, I definitely need my own blanket. Yeah. You know, I'm def I'm the the more I get to that that Scandinavian style, I was like, bro, you need your own blanket cuz the fights that occur over the blanket tussling, nah. Yeah. Occur? No. 
yep. ochre. Yeah. Wow. Especially because you're taller. <laughs> so and so that like was my Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fights that, oh, that you just said ochre between ochre. me and ochre. Bill over the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm surprised she didn't do a tweet like that. She's like, you know, <laughs> despite what is occurring in Palestine, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Put the Barbie down. Oh yeah, I, I think it's great. I've definitely taken some time to sleep in a separate room. I th- think it's wonderful for your sleep sometimes. It just depends, you know? Yeah, really does just depend. Well, I mean, also, like, I think if, for anyone who, like, actually reacted to that, like, being like, oh, my fucking God, they sleep, like, it's the fucking what? death knell. That's a fucking death rattle well, for a relationship. It's like, come on, y'all. Like, no, it isn't. Well, no, it's mm. not. And that's why I think it's, but it's okay to hear, because here's the thing. If all the audience found out after, like, I, or if you guys found out, anyone found out after, like, I didn't say it, they'd be like, oh, now you're like, why are you keeping it a secret kind of thing? That's why I'm like telling my friends so that when, when they, you know what I mean? So it's like, so, so that they don't find out later and are like, I didn't realize you guys have been sleeping in separate, but like that, it's not about that. It's like, no, no, this is like, I know I'm getting very (laughs) warm. Even just, it's like a pro sleep move, you know, it's just about sleep. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, that's not. There's not the real, like, for me, I get into bed, like, the second I'm about to sleep. Like, I'm not one of those people who hangs out in bed and does a ton of shit. So it's not, like, that's really not a venue where, like, my relationship with Her Majesty is, like, we're making, like, dreams and memories and shit like that. It's more just, like, yeah, here's a place I sleep. Exactly. Rest of the that house. Is for sleep. The, the problem is, is that I think also it's a little bit of a flex. It's like saying you have like seven kids or whatever, or like sleeping in separate beds or separate rooms. It's like you guys have two rooms. Like who has the luxury right. to do that? You know? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's called the timeout bedroom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it's good. My my cat's still pissed. She's been peeing all over the place. Luckily, Matt does not oh. pee all over the place uh, to protest. So. But the the wow. kitty yeah. kitty. Yeah. And that is a flex, also that you have a husband who doesn't pee all over the place. That, Isn't that it was, though? Yeah. 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 Congratulations. Wow. Because, yeah, Jack and I are like looking nervously at each other right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my wife would say the same thing right now. I do not she pee in the linen closet. I don't pee in the linen closet. <laughs> yep. Uh, and she's very proud of me for that. Yeah. We're going to Dave and Buster's later to celebrate how good I was, I've been about that. <laughs> would you she like said, to go to Dave and Buster's, babe? She said, I can play whatever I want. Yeah. I can play the Jurassic play Park Halo game. for like five hours in a row. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> in the arcade? Yeah, dude. Halo. That's that's the big game. Yeah, you can play that there? Yeah, you can play Halo now. And, and like it's they've got like this giant like widescreen experience. My it's Oh, they do have that okay. big shooter game, you're right. Yeah. You play that with your kids? I don't play it, but my uh 7-year-old will play it until I like drag him away because he is suffering from malnutrition. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> he will just play it's like withering shit. away. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh uh, shit. Oh man. I just imagine a seven-year-old with like a beard, a very long beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wispy though, so wispy, but yeah. so long. It's good though because I always know where he is. You know, yeah. just Buster's follow the trail of yeah. the long beard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna check in with our good friends at Exxon, who we can trust to solve this climate thing. NBD. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. 
well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we're back we're back mbd stands for no big deal mom all right oh. she's been listening Shout out your mom. and she has questions so I'm just same, nipping dude. I was butt. telling you off mic. Same with my mom. She got questions yeah. too. <laughs> She's she has like a she does analysis, which is hilarious. That might be a yeah. own podcast. Your mom should get together and do a podcast that's just like a <laughs> the after a, a, show. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a rewatch of this podcast, <laughs> right, 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 or like live commentary, right? Yeah, where they figure yeah. stuff out. Yeah, they break it down. And she's like, I wish Miles would wear something other than a t-shirt. That's probably what my mom would say. <laughs> he always likes t-shirt. <laughs> oh, man. I love t-shirt, mom. What can I do? 
Let, let's talk about Exxon, though. Yeah. Uh, I believe they were, were they the ones the first to find out about climate change back in the 80s? They were among They may the have first. been at the forefront of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they're currently, right now, they're busy suing a group of activist investor groups, uh, Arjuna Capital, and follow this, for attempting a hostile takeover. Wait, no. Uh, it's a bad hug. Actually, no, they're suing them in court to prevent them from even proposing to other shareholders whether or not the oil and gas giant could, like, do a little more to curb greenhouse gas emissions. So this spring, the company will have, like, a round of proxy voting where shareholders can weigh in on company operations. And this specific proposal that is being forwarded by these activist investor groups, they're just basically saying, first of all, this thing is non-binding. It's a non-binding resolution. So fragile. And they're just they're just being like, man, maybe take a look at like the like what like what the emissions are in terms of when the products are burned and also like how the products are cultivated and extracted. Maybe look at how you can cut back on that and maybe do that in a little bit more of a slightly aggressive pace. But the thing about it is it's non-binding and also barely has a chance of being passed. Like the last time these groups got a proposal like this in, it was rejected by nearly 90 percent of the fucking shareholders. So this is what makes this story interesting is normally right. A company can go to the SEC and have a proposal like this removed through like a special request. But apparently the Biden administration has been less accommodating to CEOs who try this kind of thing. And so uh, basically, what is an earth fucking company to do? That's right. Go to the courts that are pretty much bought. So they are filing a lawsuit in the U.S. in U.S. District Court in the Northern District of Texas, which is famously being manned by two Trump appointees, one who is doing the whole Mephiprestone uh, thing that is basically going to make its way to the Supreme Court eventually. And the other who is the person that blocked the White House's student debt relief plan. So they're, they got lucky enough to get that judge, Judge Mark Pittman, who's also a huge Federalist, Federalist Society creep. Yeah, the same Federalist Society that receives funding from Exxon. My God. So all of this because they can't stand that a group uh, would be just so audacious to even ask for, you know, increased consideration about the state of the earth that they're just destroying in real time. So it's just a really wild thing where everyone's like, damn, like. You just really just just go straight to the court. Like, you don't even want to bother with the SEC for something that isn't even a fo- like, again, it's a non-binding resolution. They don't have to do shit. They can be like, OK, we heard you on that one, but we're not doing it. Yeah. I think probably because their, their, their whole argument is like they're trying to destroy our business and the way we do everything. So, uh, right. No. If we investigate in this to say nothing of if we disclose this to our shareholders, it could cost us profit. So <laughs> therefore, it's illegal. I don't fucking think so. I mean, yeah, with this, I guess with this judge, yes. But right. But from an objective perspective, it makes sense that if the person is investing in your company, they should have more transparency. They should understand. And there should be basic investigation into, yeah, the impact of fucking, yeah, fossil fuel emissions. Well, we did that a couple decades ago and it freaked us out because it said it, we were fucking up so bad. So we just decided to be like, shut the fuck up, man. Just let's fucking. Yeah, we buried that. it like a bone in the yard, just but never to dig. Trust up. us. We got this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they are. The energy companies are going to fight and claw for every last decision. Like, I mean, they're so far out in front of this, just trying to make fight win win battles that will make it so that it never even like crosses your you know yeah. attention 
Like, it's just, this is so early on in the process of, like, before a non-binding resolution on their board (laughs) even, like, comes up, like, raising the possibility, they're like, "Uh, actually, we're going to sue you and ruin your family's fucking lives Mm -hmm. uh, if you even bring that up. fuck out of here. It really is going to take an all-out war on these people to turn this around. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that like yeah. that's what Bill McKibben always says, right? Like that we have to treat fossil fuel companies like um, the enemy. Like we have right, to yeah. treat them because they yeah. treat us and life on the planet as enemies and they treat the earth as expendable. And it also shows, I mean, look, I think it's really nice that, you know, some people really focus on corporate boards. Just the way that folks focus on statewide legislatures. Perfect example of another place where we're like, all right, we're going to do, you know, small d democracy at the statewide level. But if your corporate board or your statewide legislature is run by a bunch of powerful right-wing goons and you do something democratic or you try to make those attempts, they will override you. They will, you know, and again, I don't want to make, it's not a one-to-one, but they'll override the will of the people when it comes to, you know, uh, any kind of like ballot measures that get passed that the state legislatures don't like. And the same with the shareholders. So it's like, truly, there is a role for government to play when it comes to climate change. It's the only thing that is going to work is real regulation and come on withdrawing the amount of subsidies that we give them. Meanwhile, you know, this is like what we've never been extracting more oil than right now in like recent memory. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, I thought we, didn't we hit peak oil yet? No, no. I (laughs) I love when we discovered that we were never going to like that. We were going to die before (laughs) we hit peak oil. Cause like 15 (laughs) years ago, it was like, well, so it's all going to be fine because there'll be peak oil and it just won't work anymore. And the energy peak oil, dude, I don't even fucking know, bro. It just keeps going. I don't know. They were like, they're more like, then, then they discovered natural gas and it was like, yeah, no. And it's even worse for, uh, the, whatever the call it cng let's call it cng you know that sounds a little more fancy than just uh saying out loud compressed natural gas oh yeah cng yeah it's even more of a greenhouse gas yeah it's a cng powered car yeah cng powered bus all right so moving on uh there's been this uh like one of the main statistics that is getting widely reported is the death toll in gaza but then there's been this steady pushback from Israel and from the Biden administration basically saying that the number of dead in Gaza is coming just from the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry. And so can you really trust those numbers? Uh, We sure don't. Oh, wait, we actually do. Turns out the uh, Israeli intelligence officials have confirmed that their government uses those numbers the the numbers that they've been like they themselves saying yeah they themselves are like we have been using those numbers ourselves in our intelligence briefings and have determined them to be credible so when you hear from the gaza health ministry that you know thousands of people are being killed the israeli intelligence officials have determined those numbers to be accurate um, despite what they want you to believe. So when you say we just crossed the twenty five thousand death threshold, that that's yeah. they now they're even like that. That maybe that's credible. Confirmed despite by both sides. What like press secretary Karine Jean Pierre would say earlier would be like, well, you, I mean, anything out of Hamas, like you just honestly it should just be treated with skepticism, even though like you guys are seeing actual footage of the decimation 
And I know it just looks like concrete buildings and stuff and rubble, but there are people, I guess there's people in there. And now we're just coming around to the fact that it's like so it's such an embarrassment again, like just with having to even be an American and look at this and have people being like officially like, guys, 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 it's it's not that bad. Tens of thousands of people are not dying. What they're saying is a lot. Oh, okay. What? So, okay. Yeah. It, okay. It might, be, it might be, it but might this be. Is, right. I mean, that's exactly, you put your finger on yeah. it because it, it's all about perception and it's about American voices and American leaders and Joe Biden. And often what happens, what gets admitted by the IDF, what gets admitted by Israeli officials uh, in private is never openly said. And when they speak in English and they do their pressers and they give their talking points to Joe Biden, it is, no, you cannot rely on these figures because it's a Hamas run you know, health ministry slash the only people who are allowed in there to help anyone. And oh, by the way, there's no functioning hospitals anymore in Gaza. So the point is, and also by let allowed in there, they're still killed by the Israeli military, too. No, exactly. If you want an independent, I mean, so there's twofold. It's one, the propaganda is such that they're going to still say Hamas run health ministry. Yeah. yeah, Number one. But privately, they will they will admit and know that, yeah, the numbers are twenty five thousand, if not more, however many thousands are buried under rubble. But, yeah, it's the other part of that is, well, you could let in international observers just like you could let in international journalists. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, you yeah. don't want to protect them or you're going to kill them. All right, fine. Well, that's a whole nother thing. Right. Right. And we even just saw, too, like how people were blocking aid trucks from even entering. Also, like it's it's such a disgraceful situation. And like every time, like I just think about it it just it, it's just like so i don't know it just it makes you feel like you're in some kind of parallel twilight zone universe where like there's clearly groups of people who are so deeply affected by just witnessing what is happening and others who are doing bending their minds into pretzel shapes to act like this is justified or okay or just treat people they're like oh those people are brainwashed if they think what's happening is a genocide without even considering the fact that there are many people who understand the tension of like the imperial west and what oppression looks like and what yeah. liberation looks like and maybe those people see some dimension of what is happening there and say that is very similar to something i have experienced or my family has experienced or the the di- diaspora i come from has experienced and not taking any of that into consideration it's just so easily dismissed as it's fucking tiktok it's this it's that it's let's let's help conflate anti-zionism with anti-semitism or or people who are speaking critically of the israeli government with wholesale criticisms of the entire religion and yeah it's just and to see how that is just you know seems seemingly gaining more and more momentum it's uh it's exhausting and yeah but now joe biden is fully trying to ignore that now and he's just running on row and that's all he's gonna i think that's like the main dinner bell he wants to ring going into november it's like hey (laughs) row 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 despite all the people that were speaking out at that last rally he had exactly and like what's the plan for row anyway and it's it's yeah i mean the election aside what's crazy about As we find out, you know, more and more of the talking points are just that. They're just lies when it comes to this assault on Gaza. We don't attack hospitals. Oh, but you literally systemically targeted them and now none of them exist anymore. Well, we don't target civilians. So we don't all this. Oh, well, the numbers are lies. The goalpost keeps moving because the next line of, okay, so 25,000 civilians have been killed and 7,000 are are under rubble. So like that's literally the next line is. So it what? is or it's some version of it's war, you know, 
it's war. And right. that's that's just that's just a shame, you know, that but that's just the reality. No, um, I'm sorry. Like to call this a war is so fucking yeah. funny. Like it is like this is some coward ass shit. This is not a war. And even if it were, so let's just go with the idea, and this is the last I'll say about it. Let's go with the idea that it is a war. You have to abide by the rules of engagement in yeah, war. Yeah, they have laws. And there are laws around. So it actually benefits Israel to say, no, 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 it's not a war. Ergo, I get to kill as many civilians and doctors and journalists and, you know, uh, uh, babies and incubators as I fucking want to. Why? Because it's not a war. It's a genocide. It actually helps them to say that if they admit that it's a war, they say that it's a war. Well, then you actually have to abide by the rules of not killing those people. So it's they they constantly move the goalpost on us. And again, it's all just a justification, which. Yeah, man, after this, I don't know know what. I don't know what's next. And the thing is, after, it's like, it's when is after? Right. And it's just disheartening, too, to see people who have been so sheltered in their lives and know nothing of what it could mean to be completely disenfranchised, that they have absolutely no ability to, like, empathize or understand that, like, you know, you could you could just as easily be in a situation where you might need the help. Well, maybe not, because you're looking at it from your own very specific worldview where you're like, I live in America where that shit will never happen and I'll never need help. And like people who need help, that's just not me. And I will never be needy and I will never need anything. Yeah, meanwhile, when there's a blackout for like two hours, you're like, oh my God, how do I yeah. charge my phone? Like motherfuckers have no idea how to live. Meanwhile, like women are using tent scraps as period like pads in Gaza. Yeah. Like right. get, they're getting C-sections without anesthesia. That means death. That, like literally as someone who went through childbirth and thought I was going to throw myself out the window and just shouted Dracarys and waited for a dragon to light me up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that is death. That is just straight up. You cannot I survive that kind of imagine. surgery yeah. without anesthesia. No. Yeah. And it's it just like, it makes it very like whatever the, whatever the next, you know, global horror event is going to be like the way people are going to insulate themselves psychologically. It just, it just, freaks me out like how we're completely wanting to be like like what like we're trying to fucking play like we have some sort of like amorphous definition of what humanity is and what someone deserves as a human being and that is really one of the most unnerving parts about all of this is just to see how quickly people can like like to your point change the move the goalposts or just merely change the definition of someone who deserves or doesn't deserve to die right yikes yeah just trying to blank it all out as much as possible all right, let's uh, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. And Nancy Mace is back in my mind for the first time since a few weeks ago. Uh, I yeah. just found out about her. I'm not, not a hugely engaged with the day-to-day happenings of the House yeah. of Representatives. But. Leave that to the former wonky people uh, yeah. like me who are just like, what, what, she, what? Because, uh? um, yeah, a few weeks ago, we talked about Representative Nancy Mace, the South Carolina Republican, and her just, her desire for constant attention. She will literally do anything for attention from contradicting herself, constantly flip-flopping to get on TV or giving her staffers the actual mandate to be like, y'all need to book me for at least 15 appearances on the television per week. And that's a fucking order. Yeah. Yeah. At least. At least. Are you James Carville? Come on now. Yeah. No, that's too many appearances. Start a podcast. Start a podcast where you talk about secondary syphilis. You know what I mean? That's, that's what happened. That's what Nancy Mace need to do and get down there and uh, and the, the, get with the alligator. That old boy got the clap. That's what he clap. got the clap, which is funny because he got it on his hands. And then so what you use his hands for clapping. Yeah. So that's double clap. That's clap squared. But anyway, most recently we're talking about it because she, she when Hunter Biden showed up to like an oversight hearing, oh, right. she had a meltdown and then said he had like no balls because he was doing white privilege or some shit. I forget. Controlled it was meltdown. 
Yeah, it was, she said, it was like the definition meltdown. of white privilege, Hunter yeah. Biden, and you have no balls. Um, and it was really hilarious. And she got on TV. But now we've just found out there's new reporting that when she was a freshman, OK, on January 6th, she had the ultimate plan to get on TV and send her stock rising as a then aspiring anti-Trumper. She look, I'll just read this. The Washington Post reports that Mace was so incensed at then President Donald Trump that she brought up the idea of approaching rioters head on in the in the Capitol in the hopes she would get punched in the face and become, quote, the face of anti-Trump Republicans. She explicitly told him that the the multiple people gave quotes that she wanted to, quote, get punched in the face for, quote, media attention. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. This is like this is like Mike Pence being like, I mean, if I just gave him a little bit of my neck to hang me like a bit. But then I was like, you know, not that much. (laughs) Okay, you had your fun. I'm on TV. Right. Like that. Like. I don't hate this, you know, because at least it seems like she's willing to, you know, stick her neck out there, although I guess she wasn't being called to be hung. But um, her face out there for sure. Yeah. Like she. Why not? I mean, you saw Josh Hawley run away. It seems like Nancy Mace was like, no, let's go. And also to be like the face of the anti-Trump Republican, even though would have been so what's so funny about this story is if she had gotten hit, which. (laughs) Immediately, everyone would have made fun of her. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. if she'd gotten, unless she was like killed. Right. They'd be like, okay, slow your roll. But if she got like slapped or punched, MAGA would love it. They would think it was hilarious. And then she would kiss the ring. Like three oh, yeah. years later, she'd fucking kiss the ring like she is now, mm-hmm. saying like Donald Trump's got to be the nominee. All good, even though she you know, decried January 6th. Yeah. And now she's like, and I, you know, I'm about my girl Nikki Haley because we're Palmetto gang out here. You know what I mean? It's South CAC all day. Oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm with Donald Trump. And I believe <laughs> that he is truly the, the mind head and God figure of this party. But I like to your point, it shows how down she is. Like when your thirst is that extreme that you're like, yo, 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 uh, let me get duffed out. Like that'll, <laughs> yeah. fucking, like, that'll help. I'm, I'm ready. Did I'll it. eat that. There's yeah. plenty of opportunity. I mean, like you, like you mentioned with Josh Hawley, like, I mean, he was running for what he thought was his life. You know, he was scared. Yeah. A lot of the people were scared. It seems like she would have had the opportunity to follow through on this plan. They, But they were begging her to not. Is Wh- the who thing. was? The, her staffers. Her staff. They're like, they're mm. like, no, girl. That's, they're like. That could be like you- some hold me back shit. What? <laughs> you think, I'm <laughs> sure the, for those staffers, they're like. They're like, I don't know, man. Like, wh- okay, go I'm get just like thinking about how out. she seemed like in the Hunter Biden thing. Like you, it was, you know, very clearly like planned, choreographed. But she was like, you don't have ball. Like, she just seemed like a little. Oh, I don't know. She doesn't seem fully about it in the moment. In no, the she, she would have run it. away and left her staff to get hit for her. Right. But and been yeah, like, yeah. I got hit slash my staff got hit. Um, right. And by yeah. that was me. Also, yeah. I think it was a massive misread. And I think her staff clearly understood this. Like these fools didn't come in through the entrance. They didn't right. go through the metal detectors. Like, yeah. yes, they, right. they came in through the cops. window and <laughs> yeah. they were most definitely armed. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to just get hit and slap for a viral moment? Nah. Like, they the other will... thing is, anyway. I'm sorry, Nancy, they would have been like, who is exactly, you? Exactly. <laughs> <Right. laughs> they would have been Googly 
Like we are like yes, Nancy it's me. Mace. Nancy Mace. They're like, Mace. you're not a, you're not in Kong. Get the fuck out of my face, lady. <laughs> like they they're like, know I'm it. saying stop. As an anti-Trumper, they're like, what are, man, just leave this. This lady is distressed. Leave her alone. Agreed. Where's Nancy Pelosi's office? You know what I mean? That's, which probably would have hurt her ego even more. So who knows what would have actually happened. But again, it just like, it just under, underlines just the sad state of like Congress, you know, it's like we're, we barely have like maybe three people who understand governance or legislation anymore. And now we just have all these like wannabe fucking influencers who are like, yo dude, DC yes. has like the best content. Really feels like influencer shit at this point. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. that kind of shit. We're like, yo, if I get punched, it's YouTube you know I mean? prank video shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Social it, experiment. Yeah, so sad. And yet it is the last place in the country where you can still hold a job and be like, a sexual predator or a thief or yeah, yeah. like have conspiring with foreign governments and getting yeah. gold bars. Yeah. You <laughs> like you can't work at a Vons if you have any of those hanging out. You can't be a war criminal at a Vons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, depends on I think in Northern Virginia there's a couple of uh, <laughs> specifically to work at. They actually yeah, only hire Virginia. war criminals, former yeah. war criminals. It's it's pretty woke, pretty It's the Langley to Kroger pipeline. <laughs> that they have yeah for certain people it's like oh you ran a black ops site okay um wow. let's uh well do you, how are you with a uh, stocking stuff okay yeah <laughs> all right let's talk let's check in with this uh there there's a new trend of you know the ap has a segment a section of their website that's like stories that didn't happen this week reuters has like a debunking section so we're just gonna do a, a little smattering of the fake news from the week and yeah. these will these will be like different genres. Some of them will be like, yeah, you probably heard about this. And like this first one is just a series of pictures of Tom Hanks. Like in one case, he's wearing an anti-Trump T-shirt. In another case, he's wearing a pro-Trump T-shirt. These are apparently going viral. This is not one where I'm like, I feel like we need to debunk this because I'm worried people believe it and think <laughs> it can do, you know, God. this is going to do damage. I'm I'm more like find it interesting that we are desperate for Tom Hanks to be like wearing political slogans on his t-shirt. Like, right. why yeah. do we need him to weigh in on this via t-shirt? It just, it's very specific. Well, cause like the first image where he's wearing like a nope, not again with like, it's like the O on the word nope has like the Donald Trump quaff with a red tie sort of thing. Yeah. And you have like right wingers being like, if you ever needed another reason to vote for Donald Trump in New Hampshire today, here it is. And it's Tom Hanks. Because I think for them, they look at him as like the fucking like proto lib. You know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. he is like. He represents like this Hollywood thing where it's like, yeah, maybe he's not controversial, but this is like, this is the kind of people that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, everybody Tom wants Hanks. approval from dad. You I know. know I was going to say, dad. like, it really is like daddy issues. This is like, it's like Tom Hanks. Imagine thinking he was some kind of evil pedophile gremlin dude. Like, <laughs> he's just, he just looks like he would hug you. And tell you he was proud of you, a la Joe Biden to Hunter. Like, which right. is the worst thing they could possibly Soft. imagine is like a supportive yeah. father. Right. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's why that's our nation's weakness. weak. Yeah. Also, the T-shirt connection from Forrest Gump. Remember how Forrest Gump was always inventing T-shirts? Right. Oh, yeah. Have and, a nice day. Like shit happens. Have a nice yeah. day. So maybe there's something there because it does seem like there's multiple. So what? Most of these T-shirts are actually from T-shirt, like, making companies. Most most of these, like, viral fake 
pictures are from t-shirt companies that are trying to sell these t-shirts. Is it Temu? I think it's a bunch of different ones. Okay. Temu is my fave. Keep America Trumplet. I mean, the shirts kind of suck, I will say. So there's uh, Keep America Trumplet, and then there's Vote for More. Like, So some people are trying to make it seem like he is pro-Trump. Like, it's yeah. all different versions of Tom Hanks wearing political t-shirt, and the slogans, like, vary based on, like, whether he likes Trump or not. But yeah. And, like, there's also, like, a Taylor Swift one. But Tom Hanks, for some reason, is, like, the choice of people who want to sell their political t-shirts. Yeah, Tom Hanks is too rich to be wearing a graphic tee. Exactly. That's, no. just, that's just how that shit goes. And I'm sorry, the only t-shirt I would believe him wearing is like something that said like, Bumbleclot! Or something <laughs> that his like, son got him no, while he was like, in Jamaica. Yeah, he would just support his son's t-shirt business and yeah. just like wear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I vote for no Bumbleclot Trump, no. <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe he, maybe that is one of that's Collins' new hustle or something. The big one I did see he- in headlines was Disease X, and it did seem like the the headlines were misleading along around this. So yeah, you could have been uh, led to believe that there is a new illness called Disease X that's twenty more times deadly than twenty times more deadly than COVID, and that it's being discussed in Davos right now. So. Disease X was being discussed in Davos. It is just a word that they're using for a hypothetical pathogen that is like helped used to help plan for future health crises. It's not a real disease. And by plan for, they mean make money off of. (laughs) Yeah. And yet some of the I mean, this is what's fucked about like our for profit healthcare system and pharmaceutical system is like. Like, I don't trust the people at Davos to talk about, like, pandemic preparedness at all, right? You do trust them to be like, oh, how can we actually, like, turn this into a profit for us? You know, are we selling space on our little floating island or bunkers? Are we going bunker yet? Or because I got bunkers. Or are we just making money off of any and, you know, breakthrough, scientific breakthroughs? And it's just so upsetting because, you know, Disease X is like, oh, they're all the Davos, all the elites are talking about how to get another vaccine into us and all that shit. And it's like it's it's like, no, you're almost close. All these rich motherfuckers are there, but they're figuring out how do we make get our coins for the next one? It has nothing to do with like hurting you or hurting your pockets. But yeah. they're not interested in that. They're like, yo, when that shit hits again and, it, and, and this one goes harder than fucking COVID, what are, how do we get our shit together so we can, man, like it can't just be Bezos and fucking Musk getting all these fucking coins. Like we need all them too. Like yeah. they made I mean, off those like people, billionaires did make a shitload of money during COVID and off of COVID. But oh, yeah. I mean, they made the money from the United States government. They got in right. on those fucking loans. That I'm yeah. still mad about. Like, I'm still mad that my podcast didn't get a loan. Like, I'm mad right. that, like, I don't. First of all, I got to incorporate, obviously, number one. Yeah. Yep. Any idiot knows you got to have an LLC. And I guess I'm an idiot. <laughs> but it's like everyone got some of that money. Everyone got some of the, the loans and didn't have to pay it back. Yeah. Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. I mean, you know. So mad. She was hurting. So, was I hurting. mean, just to, like, some of the headlines that talking about disease X are pretty misleading like the hill had the headline world health leaders warn of pandemic 20 times worse than covid it's like Ooh, shit what that's reckless that's yes, fucking... a little reckless disease x will be 20 times deadlier than covid19 who like, warns x? countries of potential pandemic that's the the health site 
So yeah, I don't know. It's but it's so not un- even unfair a new term. because what's the new COVID strain called? It's got like a mil. It's like XC. Wow, all that. Like they're all yeah. weird. Com like you know whatever bad password combinations, auto generated yeah. passwords. So JN1. like when you see disease X, you think it's an actual thing. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They need to clarify. Just for all y'all, it's JN.1, which is now the dominant strain in the United States. 60% of cases yeah. are now JN.1. But that could just as easily be a variable, you know, yeah. like, right. that they put. JN.1. JN1 sounds like like a white dude's like rapper MC name in like <laughs> right. college. You know what I mean? N1? Like, Yo. Yeah. Dude, don't call me Jason Norris, bro. Call me JN1, bro. Jason Norris has done bang the same way. I don't really go by Jason anymore. That's so weird that you keep calling me that. Yo, it's either Jason or JN1. (laughs) Why one? Because I'm the first of my name. Even though I am Jason Norris Jr., but I fucking hate my dad who's paying for my tuition. And that's how I rebel. (laughs) That's why I also got these dreads that are very dry. (laughs) Very dry. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to do them, to be honest. And I I knew, like, low-key, I felt bad having this kind of black hairstyle. but I, And I, so I didn't want to ask them. So I just kind of rolled it up with some sand and shit. Are you black? No, Jan well. No. Jan, Jason uh, Norris? I mean, Jason Norris? Norris? Jason Norris, no. But JN1 does have two-thirds black friends <laughs> and is aspirationally black. Oh, okay. There you go. Like okay. Elon Musk with his Judaism. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Two thirds. And I do keep a detailed spreadsheet of the racial makeup of my friends. Yep. Exactly. At all times. <laughs> so I just know my percentages so Got that I can quote chart. them back yeah, to anybody exactly. pointing out that I'm being racist. I exactly. Can say, Actually, uh, let me have you, let me point your Look attention to the Excel spreadsheet real quick. Look at my pecan pie chart of my <laughs> black friends. <laughs> Like, sir, why did you have to go that far? Francesca, as always, what a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people yeah. find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, um, find me at Franny Fio on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, but, um, you know, all specifically YouTube, where you can find the Bituation Room podcast as a video stream, or you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And is there a work of media that you've been enjoying by any chance? So this is from um, Gen Z White House, um, kind of like a lefty uh, Instagram account that has a very non-PC quote from Bhagwan Rajneesh from Wild Wild Country, the, the guru in that, who, who is saying this about democracy while simultaneously there's an exit poll from YouGov that shows that uh, 82% of Republicans have a favorable view of Donald Trump, 82%. Jesus. Okay, here's Bhagwan. Because democracy basically means government (laughs) by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. Fucking Bhagwan. It's truly the most Bhagwan ass like quote 
He's, yeah, he's he a so high. Too. It makes so much sense so at the high. end of that fucking yeah. docu-series when they're like, oh yeah, he was on heroin the whole time. Smack. I need to rewatch it because I from just remember, I was like, I don't feel like anyone did anything wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just Other more than like... they put poo in those, like on that... Or just ground up beaver, bar. you know, the beaver, the like beaver blood. We were like a beaver in the in the drinking water. That was bad. But yeah, so uh, that's a just a classic Bhagwanism, um, even though he was, you know, said that word and that's bad. Yeah. But it is, yeah. it just, oh. there's no way that will not make me laugh every single time. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Is there work in media you've been enjoying? Find me on the at-based platforms at Miles of Gray. Hey, and if you haven't gotten a ticket, I'm sorry for you, but I am going to be in San Francisco this Sunday with Francesca and many other guests uh, at the Gateway Theater. Maybe yeah. maybe show up a little bit early. If you're having ticket problems, I feel bad for you, son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's still tickets available at the door, but you got to show up. Show up. You know, pull up. You know what I mean? Okay. Help me not have a dream later that night if you catch my drift. <laughs> um, and let's see. You can also find Jack and I on our basketball podcast. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. And find me on my 420 Day Fiance podcast. That's when we're talking about 90 Day with Sophia Alexandra. A tweet I like is from Kate Morrissey at Pony Baloney City that tweeted, Gen Z rebranding Manhattan as Work Island is so healing, and I hope it takes the <laughs> rental market. That's amazing. <laughs> That's fucking great. Work Island. Work Island. Jesus. That's so true. It's either it's that or like Selfie Island. Right. Tourist Island. Ugh. 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 Woof. To quote Pusha. Ugh. Ugh. Sorchanina tweeted, oh my gods, what an annotation. And it's the beginning of an uh, interview with a vampire, I think, which opens. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize how this book was written, but it opens. The vampire Lestat here. I have a story to tell you. It's about something that happened to me. And somebody just hand wrote above it. Hey, guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. The vampire <laughs> Lestat here. <I> <laughs> so shout out to Sorcha Ninia. For, it's not uh, a great film, but that's, that's so funny. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the YouTube channel. Let's start here. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnote. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy on this Friday? I was rewatching the seminal comedy Southside, Southside. Uh, and I was just man. There's just there's one episode that put me onto a new band, and it completely blew my mind. The band is called AKA, and they are an Indonesian like hard psychedelic funk band. Whoa! And this track that they play in this one scene, it's like it goes so fucking hard. It's like Hendrix and. Uh, someone in the comments like it mixed with cream and it was just a really really dope track it's called we've got to work it out um it's from an album called hard beat it's very difficult to find on certain streaming platforms it's definitely on the youtube uh but i'm telling you guys if you like like psychedelic rock like funkadelic kind of shit but like indonesian swag on top of that aka with We've got to work it out. Go. Nice. Go. Let's go. Let's go.
The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, that's going to do it for us this morning. We are back on Monday uh, to tell you what was trending over the weekend. And we will talk to y'all then. Have a great weekend. Uh, go see Miles and Francesca. Bye. 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 Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.